Welcome to Elevate. My name is Ellie Stiles, intuitive channeler, yoga instructor, and holistic wellness enthusiast. I am bringing you conversations to help guide you towards better ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. If you push play today, know that you are in the right place at the right time and there are messages for you. I am so grateful that you're here and I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation. Let's begin. Welcome back to Elevate with Ellie Styles. I am so grateful that you are here today. This is such a special episode. There's so much in here for you guys today. You are going to leave this conversation feeling so empowered to step into your authenticity. I have my beautiful friend Sam Doyle on today. She is co-founder of the Elevate Collective, which is an amazing community of women that come together and dive into creation, spirituality, and embodiment. And we go deep into human design. We talk about relationships and how they serve as mirrors and triggers for us to help heal. We talk about friendships and conflict and stepping into the truest desires of your soul. We get very vulnerable, very honest, and It's just a very relatable episode, just talking about the human experience in the most raw, unedited way. So I know that you will just enjoy this episode to the full and feel empowered after it's done. So again, enjoy, sit back, relax. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for your support and we'll see you at the end of the episode. Welcome to Elevate with Ellie Styles, Sam. I am so grateful that you are here. I've been meaning to have you on for the last, whatever, six months. I've been waiting for this moment. You have so much to offer and I am so grateful. And I know so many listeners are going to connect with what you have to share today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. And I feel like every conversation that we have is, is its own podcast episode in itself. (laughs) It is. <laughs> so this is just like <laughs> from the very moment that we came into each other's lives, we've been having like profound, life-changing, leave me better after I talk to you every single time conversation. So I'm so excited to share this with the world. I love that. Leave me better. It's such a good thing to follow when you're choosing people in your life. Choose the people that will leave you better. Always. So why we're talking about human design today, Sam is a human design expert. (laughs) Why would someone want to know what their human design is? How can it help us? That's such a great question. And it's so, so deep and also so not deep, you know, at the same time, (laughs) Um, just because so to, to give the more technical intro to human design, it's a system that shows you kind of your energetic blueprint or your aura or mm. this energy that you are designed to have in this life and sort of like a contract. Um, I, I literally, when I think about human design, I, I'm a very visual person. So I think about our souls before coming into these bodies and being like, okay, I'm going to choose to go into this body in this exact portal of time and have this specific personality, this specific gift, this specific mission. Mm -hmm. I believe, and you know, everyone has different beliefs and 
who the fuck knows what's right and what's wrong. I'm not <laughs> claiming this is right, but I believe that it's all on purpose and it, you know, it, it's not a mistake what time we come into the world and the parents that we choose and the lives that we choose and the place that we're born to live. I, I, I don't believe that that's a mistake. So human design is similar to astrology in the way that it's based on the time that you were born. Um, but it's so much more practical in the sense that it just shows you like what is the energy that is at the core of your authenticity mm-hmm. and what knowing your human design does. And I laughed when you said I'm an expert because <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I, I, I am an expert only because I took it so seriously mm-hmm. because I was so desperate to feel like myself and to feel um, my authenticity. And so when I saw my human design, I was like, this literally feels like a roadmap to like come back to my authentic self because we're taught all of these things um, about how we should be, who we should be, what we should do, what morning routine we should have, what's going to make us uh, the most successful, how we should make decisions, how to be optimal. Like we are inundated with that, especially in the self-care, like self-help culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And human design really is like this permission slip and it's this guide and it's this like dictionary that tells you actually, no, you're completely unique. And every single person has like this different code that if you follow this, it will lead you to your authenticity. And if you start living in this way, you will live with ease. You will manifest with ease. Your decisions will always lead you on the path of your soul because this is the blueprint of how your soul came here to behave. And it has changed my life and liberated me in that way because it's just so practical. It's not like a future prediction. It's not like a psychic reading my tarot cards and telling Mm -hmm. me like to go here, even though I love that, (laughs) but (laughs) it's like, it's more so of an experiment and it was actually meant to be an experiment. Like Mm -hmm. look at your human design chart or get your human design chart read by someone and you, me, I could do that for you, but (laughs) see if you live this way, how it changes your life. Mm. And I did that. And I went, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh my God, fuck. Yeah. Like I love experiment. I love doing anything like that. Like I'm like, love to be a Guinea pig for anything. So I did it and it has changed everything. That was, you know, you have us hooked now. (laughs) (laughs) We want to know, we want to know how we want to know what to do next. But before we get into those details, you know, why do you think it's so hard for us to step into our authenticity, you know, with or without a manual? What is that resistance that we face to, to look at ourselves and really find our truest desires of the soul? I feel like, especially in today's world with so much exposure to other people's lives, we are attaching more and more onto what we think is the way. And like you said, what is the optimal way? What is the optimal routine, the optimal diet, et cetera? And how do we come back to ourselves? Would you say human design is the little magic key? (laughs) That's yeah. I mean, we talk about that all the time and that's like something that 
both of us are so in this world and have been, and it's really, really easy to get lost in that. And to answer your question about is human design, the magic key, I think that it's one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that there are so many and the most important one is silence with yourself and the true discovery of who you really are without anything, right? Like without any of the noise that any of the external and that could be the tool to get you there could be so many things Mm -hmm. like for, for one person, it could be human design for one person. It could be like just being kind to people or like having conversations with people on the street or for one person, it could be like packing their bags and going on a mission trip or traveling the world or going on a silent retreat or going to a temple or like anything, or it could be like, I don't know, going out and partying, like (laughs) whatever it is. And just like different means of getting to who you truly are without the over-reliance on those things. Um, And I've had to, and we have so many conversations about this too. Like, I'm so happy we're talking about this because I have had to step away at times too from that over-identification with Mm -hmm. systems. Like, I think it is so easy to be like, oh, I'm a Pisces, so that's why, (laughs) you know, it's limiting in a way. And like you touched on all the different ways to, to discover those expressions of the self. I really think that's what it comes down to. It's a discovery and it's, you know, finding knowledge and accessing, having access to knowledge that we already have is a resource, but that in itself is not necessarily the discovery. The discovery is putting yourself in those different, in those different environments, on those different journeys and seeing how you feel. Are you alive? Do you feel joyful? Is it easy to be yourself? I feel like that's one of the, the, the easiest ways to pinpoint authenticity is when you're in an environment, you're surrounded by people. Is it easy to be yourself? Mm. If it's not, I don't know if that's your, that's your place. You know, I think that could also be a, a sign that you aren't tapped into that authenticity, but I do think the environment often, it gives us that permission and that invitation to, to tap into who we really are and think about like your favorite place to be and where you feel most alive, you know? And it's just, I really think that's the key in those spaces where we feel that resistance to be ourselves are ones that we should certainly question. But again, the ones that feel the most natural and organic I really feel like have a lot of answers within them. So true. Yeah. And the ones that really feel natural and organic to who you really are, not like Mm -hmm. what you think you should be or where you think you should be. Like if you don't feel good at a yoga retreat or something, even though you think that that's like the peak of wellness, then listen to yourself and like get really clear about what is true for you and what Mm -hmm. makes you the fullest expression of yourself. And I have really been doing that lately. Um, like exploring these other worlds of, okay, I kind of, when I went on my like spiritual wellness journey at first I sort of like renounced these things and I would only read spiritual books and I would only (laughs) read like self-help things and I'm like 
Dude, I love a good fucking fiction, like shitty book. Like I like it's like a. I just I love like a good dramatic like story. Yes, and something that has nothing to do with self help and maybe yes. isn't even making me a better person. Like I've been reading 1930s erotic novels. Like what I have ever done that five years ago when I was. Like, <laughs> Oh, Mani Padme. Oh, like only like <laughs> listening to DJ Drez and like, you know, like thinking that anything that entered my space that was unholy was like fucking with my vibration. Like, no, I am more myself now. And I'm like, okay, wait, like but your soul's true nature is this like multidimensional romantic human who also likes to disassociate from time to time. Like I'm still very spiritual, but like I allow myself to explore the worlds that, that light me up. And that's different for everyone. Like every single person has a different one. We got cut off, but we're back. (laughs) We're back, baby. Let's go. So bouncing off of authenticity, which I'm sure we'll keep diving into later. Where do we start with human design? Oh my God. Okay. So really what you would need is your exact birth time. That's all you really need to start. And there's so many websites. My personal favorites are my talking body graph. Um, That's the original one designed by Ra Ruhu, which is the guy who created human design. And then there's also myhumandesign.com, which is Jenna Zoe. And she's amazing and such a force in the space. Um, and so those are two incredible ones. And my talking body graph is really where I started. Um, you're going to look at it at first and be like, oh, what is happening? It's a lot. Um, it's a lot, but it's it's a science. It's the science of differentiation. It's just the same when you look at an astrology chart and you're like, uh, <laughs> what's happening? Where so it is best starts. to have somebody who can like, you know, guide you through it, a reader, somebody who knows what how to navigate it and how to kind of um, condense it into a way that's more digestible and and pick out the most important points because it can be really overwhelming otherwise. So there's five types, right? Mm -hmm. Can you break down those five types? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector, and manifester. And you can kind of look at this. I mean, if people know anything about astrology, this is this is just one aspect of your human design chart. So just like your sun sign, like you're a Taurus, I'm a Pisces. It's one part of who we are. So there's such um, nuance to human design and you can go so much deeper, but this is kind of um, a really, really important integral piece to know and this is what is your type like what is your energy type um and this can tell you a lot about how you are designed to show up in the world on kind of like a more basic day-to-day level and it's really fascinating um do you want me to go in to each maybe but i remember like I remember initially going on there seeing you're going to see a chart. Okay. And it's going to look really weird. It looks like a robot of some sort (laughs) with like colored blocks where your energy centers are or filled in, not filled in. 
there's, you know, the description of the type that you are, which I feel like the mybodygraph.com does a wonderful job of describing that in a detailed way that's really digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, but will you, I guess, instead of the type, since that will be, you know, different to everybody, will you break down what you get from the chart? Like, I remember there's the strategy, there's, you know, your authority, et cetera, kind of what those things are, what they mean and how we can use those to, to step closer into our authenticity. Absolutely. I would say authority is my favorite, um, my favorite part of the chart. And really when I'm first introducing human design to people, I get them to their type and their authority. Mm-hmm. Um, because authority is, like I said, about the decision making at the beginning. That's the way that you make decisions. So that's really, in my opinion, the most important part of the chart because when you change just that one thing, it changes everything for you so human design shows you that there are multiple different ways that different people are designed to make decisions and once you make that change um it really changes everything so i'll just give an example yeah what's yours mine's splenic so that means i'm meant to make decisions it's actually the hardest one to listen to um because your spleen is all about like your instinct, like it's your most primal center. Mm. And um, it's not even about intuition. Like it's not like coming from your third eye. It's coming from this like very primal, more like root chakra (laughs) feeling um, and instinct about a situation. And with splenic authority, it comes quick and it only comes once. Okay. So that's like really, really changed my life because I am the kind of person that wants to analyze and think about decisions like over and over and over again. If I don't make a decision right in the very fucking moment, I will freak out and think about it so many times and like run it through my head. Yeah. So what I've really, what human design has taught me to do is like the moment that you feel Yep, that's it. You have to follow it or else it just gets so confusing. And you don't know, like you can't hear the splenic intuition, the splenic instinct pull Mm. again. And I think that is yours emotional. Mine's emotional. And when you're talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, okay, intuition, we're all now being called to use. I mean, it's, we have this innate wisdom within us. How is that not the, the, authority of all of us to tap into like what is the power like why the fuck is mine emotional it's so annoying (laughs) (laughs) I know and I think that yeah just just as we were talking about you know like following anything so dogmatically is never going to be right because like you're a psychic and you're an intuitive and that is also such a tool for you to use Mm -hmm. and it's an experiment for you to sit sit with something and be like, okay, so I have this decision that I'm presented with. Like even, I always give this example in my readings with people. So imagine that you're at the grocery store and you run into like an old friend from mm-hmm. high school or something. Like try not to like let that traumatize you too much. I see your face <laughs> right now. You're like, oh fuck. Okay, so you run into this person from your past and 
you're like, oh my God, how are you? Like in this moment, you're like exchanging energy and they're like, I'm having a party tomorrow. Like, please come. And you're like, oh my God, yes. Like I'll be there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get home from the grocery store. Okay. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, that is the last thing that I want to do. Like I am filled with dread. I do not want to go to this party. I don't want to go. And then you're about to go to bed. Like, and you're like, okay, well maybe I could see myself. Like I could go, you know, I like, I I think it would be fun. Like I, you know, I'd run into people like it would be fine. Like I could go. And then you wake up and again, you're like, oh my God, that is, sounds like the worst possible thing that I could ever do. I don't want to go. And that is your clarity because you waited a night's sleep and then you felt that way. Mm. So that's the thing with emotional projectors or sorry, with emotional authorities is that you have to ride the waves of your emotions and get to a place of clarity before you can make your decision. And to your piece about intuition, that clarity is intuition. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. So intuition can always kind of partner with our authorities. I, I, I would actually say like you feel in your gut, in your head, like in your heart, in your mind, everything that you're like, this is not for me, but you just have to let yourself kind of ride the wave of those emotions and then feel what your answer is. This is so not a coincidence. Nothing's a coincidence, but it is just so true to how I make decisions because I will, that is 100% me. I feel a million different ways, but my first reaction and not in a conversation where I'm having with someone, but my first gut reaction is always what I choose in the end. But Mm -hmm. I do go through that necessary process of feeling, considering. And, you know, I think this is also an element of authenticity as we so often put ourselves in a situation where we say, okay, I could do that. I could see myself doing, yeah, like, and I feel every time that we move into that space, we slowly chip away at who we are because we are not listening to that innate reaction that we have, that we know to be true, that we know that is going to guide us every step of every step of the way. It's the voice inside of you when you're hungry, when you need to go to bed, when you're annoyed, when you're angry, that just initial moment. And every time we say no or we ignore it, a little chip here of ourselves, or every time we ignore it and choose the choice that isn't for us, a little chip there. And we get farther and farther and farther away than what's truly meant for ourselves. So true. In human design, that's what we call the not self. Mm. Um, And really the whole point of the system of human design is to decondition from all of those shoulds, like you're saying, all of the decisions that you made that you knew it wasn't the right choice, but you made it anyway because you thought that you should. You thought that it was the right choice. You didn't want to hurt someone. You were taught that as a kid, that this is what you do. Like we have all of these conditions and societal pressures, pressures from our parents, like projections that are placed on us. And human design is really this experiment of like, how can I shed 
everything, like shed all of that and never again go back to that not self or at least be able to recognize when you're being your not self because of course we can all fall into that from time to time. Mm -hmm. But it's like this permission to be fully you and to recognize like what has never been you in the first place. And we all have that like Mm -hmm. heaviness that can rest on us. And so when we like clear all of that away, it's like ultimate freedom, peace. Mm -hmm. Yes. Will you give an example of the not self showing up, even if it's something for you that comes up and how, because I know the chart goes through the not self in um, in relation to the energy centers and how those themes are showing up in specific parts of the body. So can you give an example of what that could look like for somebody? Absolutely. So we all, each type has a not self signature. Um, when we're feeling like we got really into our not self and I'll just give an example of mine. The projectors is bitterness. Mm. So, um, Projectors really appreciate being seen. So if I don't feel seen, like my not self can slip into uh, like this feeling of bitterness. Like I'm just bitter. I'm, I'm angry at the world. Like nobody understands me. Like nobody listens to me. Um, and this not self energy also can come exactly like we're talking about when you ignore your authority. Mm. So for example, you, like if you had not wanted to go to that party, but you still said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to fucking suck it up and I'm going to go. Even though I don't want to, your not self theme would be frustration. Like you're going to feel so frustrated and you're not going to be yourself. Like you're not going to be having a good time. You're not going to be shining your light. Um, which is the signature of a generator. Like you are here to follow what lights you up and what literally makes you generate energy from your sacral chakra and makes you like this juicy, like beam of light. (laughs) And that's like how you're supposed to live. So anything that doesn't make you feel like that, what you're actually doing is like retracting and like your aura is like turning inwards and you're your light is like dull and lackluster. So it's actually in everyone's highest interest to allow you to follow what lights you up because we're all fed by that. So your not self would be frustrated and like like light is so dim, you're turned yes. off, you're not like inspired at all. Yes. Um, and it's so, so beautiful, especially in friendships to witness that in each other and to Mm. know what your human design is and what your friends are. And you can really see the way that it's so true. Like I know that about you and I've seen that in you. Like I've seen all of it in you and it's beautiful. No, it's, it helps you just get a better understanding of the self and other people. And I feel like that allows for more compassion and understanding of yourself and others because you understand what you need to step into the highest version of yourself and highest isn't some sort of you know egotistical way of saying you you know you're not gonna face challenge or you're not gonna face insecurities and it's it's not a level of perfectionism it's just striving to live from the most purest part of your soul and you mentioned with the generator like two things 
absolutely are true with that. And it is that I have to follow what lights me up. And, you know, one of the biggest examples of following that was leaving my corporate job to come move to Italy and explore this podcast further and have conversations like this. This gets me fired up for the next four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) This will be on repeat. And I think how it shows up in friendship is like, you know, I need space. You need to be seen. You also need space. You're sensitive. We're empaths. Empaths are very sensitive in terms of their energy and the space that they can hold for themselves and others. And the fact that, you know, the other day, uh, A, you guys, the other day we were going to record and Sam and I were like, not tonight because it didn't feel right. And I also wanted to talk to her on the phone the other day and she was like, you know, I I don't have space. And to be able to communicate that in a loving and effective way changes your relationships and changes the understanding that you have for one another. It is everything like that permission slip from your friends to be honest about how you feel and to be who you are. And I think that we talk about conditioning like we have so much conditioning like drop everything be there for each other no matter what you know but like how if I am so drained and I have nothing to give you Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel that like we're energy beings like (laughs) when you, you know like when you can recognize like let me call you once my cup is full because I will probably like end up bringing you down even more and you need me to be your my fullest self for you so having that sort of conversation is the most important and healing thing ever and at first when you're not used to it I just want to say like if you're just starting that with your friends you can at first feel like Ooh, like, is she mad? Like, like, are we good? Like, especially if you're used to this, like, codependent sort of thing. Like, and it's, it's just being so real with each other and being so, so respectful about how each one of us feels. Because what is the point of friendship? Like, the point of friendship is to witness each other thriving and to help each other thrive. And to be, because really, I mean, if you don't have friends that think that you're the dopest bitch in the entire world, then you need to get new friends. Like No, 100%. And it's really hard sometimes, and I know that. And, and especially leaving behind friends who like can't see you in that way. But I promise once you start to know who you are and reclaim that sense of self you'll attract people like that and it's about that like security in your own self it's like I will always see you in your quote-unquote highest light like I can see that in you and I will always be the person who is cheering you on to get there and if that means that you need to ghost me for three months like (laughs) I'm fine with that Like, that is great because I fucking love you and you need to do what's best for you. And you need to do what's best for you thriving. Like, it's not about me, you know? No, 100%. And it's, I think that is just the most beautiful part of friendship is giving each other that permission in that space. Because, you know, the goal is to be there as a friend 
to allow you to become the fullest version of, of yourself. And we are constantly mirroring each other. And so if you're in that beginning space where you're setting boundaries or you are having friendship breakups, which are very challenging, you know, they're not, they're the same as any other breakup, you know, taking space from someone in your life, you know, I would ask yourself if you're facing that question of, oh, is this person uh, mad at me or annoyed with me? The people that love you and respect you and see you, like truly see you, will always understand. And if they have that compassion for themselves, they will hold it for you as well. And that is such a golden ticket to a successful friendship and relationship in general is that if someone's doing their own work and they're holding that forgiveness in that space for themselves, they will hold it for you too. And so find those people and keep them and hold them tight. (laughs) Facts. And that is always, I mean, we can dive into this, but conflicts in friendships are so normal as well, especially when you're on the path to self-growth and discovering who you are. And Mm -hmm. like you said, friends are mirrors and oftentimes your friends fucking trigger you and they bring out shit that you need to heal and that you need to work through together. And it's such a test of like, is that person supposed to be your friend? If you can work through something with them and mm-hmm. speak up like, hey, this is bothering me. Like the how many times have you had a friend and you like keep that in? I mean, I've done it. <laughs> Same. And it's it eats you. It and eats then you, you especially in with I mean my experience is that women are fucking psychic and we're all witches and like you can feel it like you can feel if the energy channel is clear yes and you have been such a beautiful example like our friendship has been such a beautiful example of the way that you can work through triggers and talk about it openly and honestly even though it's fucking hard like it's It's really really hard so uncomfortable yeah very especially when you're a people pleaser (laughs) and when you don't want to do any wrong or you don't want to think again that level of perfectionism you know why am I having these thoughts why do I feel bothered why am I annoyed why am I angry like Sam and I had a very real fucking conversation when was that two years ago a year ago probably less than a year dude probably less oh my gosh okay probably less so Obviously, this is Elevate with Ellie Styles, and Sam is co-founder of the Elevate Collective. And when she came out with Elevate Collective, you know, little ego Ellie was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Elevate is mine. <laughs> and dude, I instantly knew like on launch day like not even kidding like we are constantly we think that we're you know things that are unsaid we don't know but like when you have a best friend a soulmate and we have multiple so ellie is my soulmate and (laughs) i fucking like i literally felt the channel the channel went like and i like felt it i was like oh god ellie's triggered like But you guys, it took me like, I didn't want to face that because I was like, okay, well, she hasn't said anything. So like, you know, 
even though I knew, mm-hmm. I didn't want to rock the boat or say anything. So I just kind of like pretend, like I just didn't say anything. And Ellie didn't say anything. And so we kind of like <laughs> could feel it from each other yeah. for months, like for months. Like and months. I, yeah. yeah. And I was and it, in it, there too. Go ahead. I just, it felt terrible because I was like, I fucking miss her so much, but I I don't. And I was battling this like, okay, am like, I'm annoyed and I'm, I'm like angry in a way, but I was ashamed of feeling those emotions in the first place. Like I was like, this is my friend. I want to support her. I want to support her creative endeavors. I see how lit up she is in the space. And at the time I was in corporate. And my spirit, my soul was craving this creative expression, but I knew it wasn't my time. But Sam was doing something that I so badly wanted. So she was a reflection of where I wanted to be, but was not there. And it was such a mirror moment for me because sure, was I annoyed at the name for a bit? Yes. <laughs> they are they are fucking incredible and you should check them out. They have a monthly membership for women. It's it's beautiful. And I think, you know, it was less about that because it was such a lesson for me to say, oh wow, Sam's actually showing me what's possible. Mm-hmm. Sam's actually showing me the space in which one day I will, I will move into, I will move into a creativity and expression. And she's an, she's an expander for me in this moment. Look what she's doing. And so we ended up talking it, gosh, it was longer than six months. I think that we didn't actually have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It was painful. It was really painful. And I remember the conversation and, um, it was really hard to get the words out. And, Mm -hmm. but when I heard you expressing how you felt whoa i'm getting one of those ringing in my ears you know when that happens it's yes always a sign but um when i heard you express how you felt it felt like a weight off of me because anytime there's like we we always know and when there's like honest communication about something it just clears the channel it just clears the channel completely whole body and then to say the mirror thing, like you were such a mirror to me as well. And that was another part of the reason why we weren't talking because you were mirroring back what I so desperately wanted, but I was so surrounded in fear about this choice to Mm -hmm. take the leap and move to California. And so while I was sitting there looking at you and being like, oh my God, Ellie has it all. Like Ellie has a high paying job. She's in California. She's fucking living the dream you were mirroring back and being like oh my god sam and her company and so it was just this beautiful clearing Mm -hmm. that we got to experience together because i would have never known that you felt that way fucking never i would have never known that you felt that way and that you were like looking at me in that way and you would have never known either and once it was cleared like you guys can see now the way that we just like die laughing about it because it's so funny. Like it, it really is so funny at the end of the day to think that like one little thing could break up like a deep, deep soul bond and friendship yeah. because that made us stronger. Like that made that vulnerability and that conflict like 10 times out of 10 when you're completely honest with the person that you love, you will come out. 1 million times stronger like yes 
it and it's it's truly like one of the deepest forms of intimacy that I've experienced like that level of vulnerability when you're you know expressing I'm fucking ashamed that I felt this but I'm here sitting you telling you that this is how I feel and that is not an easy place to go to it's not an easy thing to express and especially when there's time and space between you know it gets harder and harder and harder but there is liberation in honesty there is liberation in transparency and especially with the people that you love like you will just go deeper with them and it's no that was one of the most I think powerful moments that really set the trajectory of my relationships and how I want to approach conflict in the future yeah me too I recently had a conflict with one of my other best friends and I feel like our conflict and what we went through, I was so able to hear her, Mm. you know, like I was so able to just, there's another piece about like being humble and knowing that you're a human, like Mm. it's not about a fight. Like I, I wasn't on the phone with you saying like, well, you're wrong because this isn't (laughs) your word. Like I was like, I totally understand. Like, I hear you and I'm so sorry. Like, I can see now. And and it's like about this like humility to admit that you're just a fucking human. Like, Mm -hmm. and you can take your guard down about it. And if the person really loves you, they'll embrace you and be like, it's okay and forgive you and it's like it's about also yeah having people who can find that forgiveness in themselves are going to be more easy to forgive you and I want to say like if you are going through a friendship breakup or conflict and that person like can't meet you in that place of Mm -hmm. vulnerability just really hold that in yourself like you aren't bad because they can't forgive you. Give yourself that self-forgiveness and that ability to admit that you're a human and you're here to learn because if you were fucking perfect, you wouldn't be here. Like you wouldn't be here being human and you would just be a spirit like flying around all day. And and (laughs) sure, someday you'll probably be there once you're enlightened and you learn everything there is to learn. But you're incarnated because you're here to learn. So- And people that walk that path with you. And one of the things that was moving through my head during that time where we weren't speaking was, you know, I am wasting so much time and I'm not supporting my friend in what lights her up. And so I think that's something that motivates me to this day to approach conflict right away. You know, sometimes, yes, you need time to process and let it move through you a couple of weeks, a month, do what feels true to you. Um, and I certainly, you know, I want to approach conflict on a calm level, but time is so precious. And I, for, for even a while after I was like, like I wasted six months of not being able to support my friend and that tore me apart, you know? And I think that's what I come back to in, in other relationships is just like, you know, the sooner the better, because we are not here forever. We are not here in these human bodies forever and we think that we have tomorrow we think that we have next year we don't know we know Mm. nothing Mm. and I think I'm that's what's been helping me practice presence lately is 
tomorrow's not guaranteed. And that can sound daunting. And I don't mean for it to be that way. I mean to say that to encourage you to face those fears or whatever's keeping you held back from expressing, expressing the truest version of you. Like why wait? (laughs) We don't, we don't have the time that we think that we have. So true. I think about that often too, just mortality and how crushed I would be if somebody who I fucking love so much left this earth without me being able to give them the love that I felt for them the whole way. And that's not like, you know, bypassing hurt or people that have hurt you. It's just if there's something that's on your heart, saying it Mm -hmm. because exactly like you, it's not guaranteed that you'll be able to say it. Mm -hmm. Is there anything right now that you've, you don't have to expose yourself fully on the podcast. (laughs) is, Is there anything you've been holding back on expressing? <laughs> so we'll take that, that as a yes. great question, we'll Ellie. Take that as a yes. <laughs> so what um, do you, you know, do when you're? In I'm this? honestly a pretty open book. Okay. And a lot of uh, a lot of my expression comes out in my writing, and mm-hmm. I write every day to myself. A lot of times I do immediately just share it on the internet because it's kind of an accountability thing that I've been doing with myself. But a lot of times I keep it to myself. And um, writing is always going to show you what's true. Even if you kind of go about your life and the way that you talk, like you kind of like dance around things. Mm -hmm. But if you write, like you're always going to be told what you know is true. Um... And whether or not you act upon that in the time that you kind of have that realization is up to you. But that's kind of the way that I excavate truth and Mm. the things that I know that I'm like maybe not saying or maybe holding back. I just write it. I love that. That's a beautiful practice. What would you say to someone who is afraid to fully embrace who they are? I would say go slowly Mm. because a lot of times we don't even know who we truly are and you kind of have to reclaim that space within yourself, especially in this day and age where we're so inundated with what it means to be the cool girl, what it means to be the wellness girl, what it means to be the smart girl, like just all of these different labels. And I think that especially in our generation, we've kind of like adopted a certain persona maybe that we've like thought that we should be. Um, Just with the prevalence of social media and the way that it's had such an impact on our personalities and the picture that we paint to the world. And it's an interesting thing to kind of take a break from the stimulus and the pressure and the expectation of 
what do I want the world to see me as and turn into like, who am I actually? Like, what am I actually feeling? What do I actually care about? Yes. And I would do that through meditation and through silence and through putting your phone on airplane mode, mm-hmm. fucking throwing your phone. I like bury my phone under like random miscellaneous <laughs> Yeah. And I leave it there because I'm like, I hate, I cannot have anything yeah. external. I need to just be. And you just hang out with yourself, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you find that and you go to bookstores and you sit in nature and observe and just be with yourself and find that within you. And I think that it's it's just so simple. It doesn't have to be like you go to India and you go no. spend thousands of dollars on a coach. Like it could be so easy. Mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. I, uh, since I've moved to Italy, I, I never bought a cellular data plan. So every time I leave my house, my phone is on airplane. Well, my phone has been on airplane since the day I left the United States, but you know, I can only operate on Wi-Fi, And so I feel this just liberation when I disconnect. And obviously there are places, you know, cafes to, to get internet at, but it's, I always, when people started getting into the, you know, spend time off your phone, I was like, okay, gosh, this is another wellness task that I have to add to my list. <laughs> like, don't go on your phone. And I'm like, seriously, like we use it all fucking day. Like I no, I can still be balanced and in tune with it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I noticed the other night I put my phone on my dresser versus next to my bed. And even next to my bed, I would play, like I play frequency binaural beats every single night to help me sleep, you know, invite in that divine feminine sacral Mm -hmm. energy. (laughs) And I moved it from next to my bed onto my table. And I practiced this for three nights in a row, slept like a fucking baby. And that phone was maybe what, six feet away from my bed versus 12 inches like (laughs) it is it's a discipline because we're used to picking up our phone we're used to checking it start practicing because Mm -hmm. yes I am a big fan of social media it's a wonderful tool it's a wonderful way to connect you can express yourself on there often often oh my gosh I can't say the word I'm so tripped okay (laughs) authentically 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 (laughs) loud and I just you know, it's, it's not for you to check a box. It's for you to fully disconnect from what you are being told to do and, and posting so that it looks like you're doing a certain thing and like actually living a screen is not living. It's a little scrapbook. It's a virtual scrapbook and it's beautiful, but it's not life. And we, I just ask myself, you know, how many hours have I spent on my screen versus like being present with someone that I love. It is such a trip. And I think I have existential crises about this. I'm currently, I mean, I'm always in the midst of one, (laughs) but like I'm always thinking about this. And the only respite that I've found is this knowing that we came here in this digital age for a reason. And we have probably lived thousands of lives where we haven't had any of this like this is I mean this is 
so new. This yeah. like this experience of the phone and the screen being an extension of us and like you know the way that we're slunched down all the time like there's changes in our spine like it's changing our evolutionary biology which is so insane like in such a short span of time we've never had this but at the same time it's like why the fuck did I come here during this time then like I think that reframing it as like I've come here to not let this take my peace and control my Mm. happiness and my sense of well-being I've I've come here to and it's my lesson I mean I'm still learning this I am I am dude the amount of times that I spend just dirty scrolling like (laughs) looking at pages I absolutely like that are literally like making me lose brain cells and I get stuck (laughs) in these holes for hours and then I'm like oh my god and the self-loathing that sets in because I know better yes like I will shame 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 but then you just you like you have to approach it with this gentleness for yourself and like okay what how else if I really do want to escape reality right now like how else could I disassociate like how else can I like be in another world and I pick up a book and that is the shift, you know? And it's just like little, little things of knowing we are all here to learn the lesson of how to have boundaries mm-hmm. surrounding this. And absolutely, it's not easy. But we have, you know, it's a, it's a choice at the end of the day. And so remember that you have, you have the power of choice and you also have all of the permission in the world to do what is best for you. Um, but I do think listening requires a level of discipline to really acknowledge what is actually true. Um, and I love that you said the disassociation. I had a, a guy that I dated watched Disney movies weekly to disassociate Aww. and like enjoy. <laughs> I was like, I love that. You? <laughs> Wait, like, what? This masculine man loves <laughs> Disney movies. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And so I think other ways, you know, is going to a cafe and writing or playing music or reading a fiction novel or watching your favorite, favorite trash TV for 30 minutes. You know, I just listened to a podcast today that was like, instead of watching Netflix, you could be doing, I was like, you know what? Like it is not about constantly bettering yourself. Sure. Observation's important. And you want, again, discipline when it's needed. But simply being you is enough. You don't have to constantly be journaling, writing. There was a funny ass TikTok that was like, feeling, thinking, healing, doing. She was like, I'm so sick of this shit. (laughs) Like, I just want to watch Sex in the City (laughs) and be a dumbass. (laughs) Like, you will get burned out. You will get burned out if you stay in this constant cycle. Like... It's like anything else, you guys, moderation in Mm -hmm. every single thing. And that includes wellness and taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit, you know, that can easily become an obsession too. And it's here to serve you in positive ways. So if you're, if it's doing the opposite, you know, yeah, sit back and smoke a cigarette and watch a Disney movie. (laughs) Honestly, that's going to be my new routine. Rolling my hand rolled cigarette. 
That is my new thing. <laughs> Honestly, it is. I'm not condoning like constant smoking, but of course, I'm in Italy. I've had my fair share of cigs here and there because it is very liberating. It is. And Sam and I were both like <laughs> super hard ass wellness chicas in college. Like <laughs> I was at the gym three times a day, packing my meals for restaurants and yep. not socializing and just going to yoga and eating oats, blueberries, and fox seeds all day. Literally. <laughs> I would bring like sweet potatoes for us with no seasoning to communication class and we would just sit there. I was so hungry all the time. Like so vegan and so hungry. Yes. And, that's and like wouldn't thing. let myself eat real and, f- like that much food. It's sad. And ladies, like under eating is nine out of 10 times not the answer to nourishing yourself. Okay. Oh that God. is not going to help a single thing about where you are. And I reflect on the times where I was the least amount of weight, where I was working out the most, where I had the most rigid schedule. I was the most unhappy and I was the most in my head. I was not enjoying life at all. And I see women day after day after day on the internet too, like eating 500 calories a day. And I'm not saying this to shame anyone who's in that space. I'm just saying that you are here to be nourished and live a life that is full. And if your Mm -hmm. mood, it's about your mood and your energy. It's not about how you look. How do you feel when you wake up? Are you excited about your day? Are you juicy? Are you filled with life force? (laughs) Are you wet? Are you turned on to your life? Yes. That's what fucking matters. Like that is what we're here to be. We're not here to be skinny little like – dry and frail we're here to be full we're here to be full by life we're here to be filled like think about the feminine like the feminine gets filled in every way (laughs) so how can you fill yourself yes and And there's there's no body shaming here whatsoever like wherever you are in your physical journey i honor you we see you I've been through so many different phases with my body. It's Same. just that if you are, you know, at the point where you're restricting yourself and not tapping into the the pleasure that is life, like there is a different way for you, love. Like there is a different way. And take you- it from your mamas. We get it. We've been there. We now we're just juicy. <laughs> like that's all we care about now. It's true. It's true. <laughs> No. And I'm going to come to Italy and we're going to eat croissants all <laughs> and grapes and be naked out in the Italian sun all day. Nothing sounds better. Like that is naked, sunshine, <laughs> dessert, and Prosecco. I wasn't eating yep. or drinking anything fun in California. And here I eat every single food group. I have a drink every other day I'm actually taking a break (laughs) because it got a lot (laughs) and I am just fully embracing like the taste of life and today my body was like you need some fucking greens so today all I had was well not all I had many meals but greens vegetables protein because my body needed it but you just listen okay queens listen to your sweet bodies they're taking care of you they're watching out for you that is the only thing that it's about and sometimes your body will say greens 
Yes. And sometimes it'll say French fries. Yes. Echo. And that's (laughs) beautiful. And we are cyclical beings and we're meant to move through these many phases of life and these many cravings and these many desires. So follow it. Like we're blessed that we get to. Oh my gosh. So grateful. And so grateful that, you know, we've both arrived here to a state where we can embrace that pleasure without guilt or shame, you know? I know this is a topic that you could jump into for hours, but can you give us like a, like a two minute break? Well, it can be longer, but a little breakdown on cycle syncing for those beginners out there. Absolutely. (laughs) So cycle syncing has just completely changed my life. So what it is, is living cyclically according to the infraradian rhythm as opposed to the circadian rhythm. So We've all heard of the circadian rhythm. Men are designed to live in the circadian rhythm, like having you know certain peaks of energy and dips in energy at certain times of the day. But women are actually designed to flow through the dips of energies from their cycle. So when I say cycle, I mean your menstrual cycle. So your menstrual cycle isn't just your bleed, right? And we're not taught any of this like we are it it this is like one of my biggest missions in life is to get this knowledge to every single young woman because holy shit we are so magical and we are so robbed of this ancient wise woman ancestral wisdom in our modern day western world and culture like we are not taught to honor our cycle at all we're actually taught to put band-aids on it and hide it and think that it's gross and think that it's like this thing to like hide and i'm just like tampons did you do that in high school like stuff it down your shirt so that it wasn't seen yes like nobody could know nobody could see like oh my god even though every single woman it's this beautiful aspect of life like that we all go through every month and we're not fucking talking about it amongst young women and it becomes this source of shame and this whole other conversation of that and what we're taught about our bodies like that they're not divine Mm -hmm. so We have four phases of our cycle and menstrual, your bleed is only one. We have follicular, ovulation, luteal, and menstrual. So during these different phases of the month, you're going to be feeling different energy. You have different needs because your hormones are fluctuating so much. Like Mm -hmm. truly every single hormone in your body is changing. Um, And that really changes the kind of exercise that you need to do or that would be most beneficial for you to do for your hormones. Um, It changes what nutrients you need, how many calories you should eat. Like one of the biggest game changers for me was knowing that you need 200 to 300 more calories starting at the beginning of your luteal phase, which is two weeks before your menstrual and in menstrual. You're burning so many calories when you're in this phase, just because your body is like preparing to bleed. Mm -hmm. Um, And if anything helped me shift from like this mindset of uh, fitness and I have to look a certain way, 
it was cycle syncing because I got really sick and I lost my period and I was, I had cystic acne all over my face and I was like, I need to heal. And I think that it's through this and I'm going to try this cycle syncing. And so, and I'm looking at the most clear, beautiful (laughs) skin that I've ever seen, unless this is a zoom touch up because there is, (laughs) dude, I, you look amazing. I had, Thank you. I do have a little bit of a Zoom touch-up going, but <laughs> but it is very, very. I'm. I definitely am glowing, like one hundred percent. Like, like I'll just own it. Yeah. Because I've lived this way, and it has worked like so much. Because <laughs> I'm nourishing my body. Like there is not a single bone of depletion in my body now because I know exactly what it needs because I've been living in the cycle sinking way. And it is the most, it feels just so primal and so good, like such an act of love. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, body, like you're in luteal, like I'll give you more complex carbs and like slow Pilates, like weight lift. Like I just, it's exact, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. so good. So good. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And I know there's so much more detail you go into, but you guys offer that in your Elevate Collective membership, right? We do. Yeah. So we break it all down and we have a women's community and yeah, we teach you exactly how to start cycle syncing. Mm -hmm. Um, We have so many free resources too on Instagram. Um, Yeah. It's the Elevate Collective and Yeah. What is the monthly membership? Are you guys still taking members? We are. Yeah. So we just switched it to being called the Creatress Collective. And so we're in this like new wave where we're obsessed with creativity and kind of being this like unhinged art girl, like as opposed to like, (laughs) like very serious wellness girls. We're like, okay, how can we like now that we already have this cycle sinking and this health in our bodies down, like there's so much creative energy pulsing. Like when you're a clear channel and when you feel like juicy and filled up by your nourishment, your movement, you know, your daily things that you do to make yourself feel good. It's like, how do I channel like the the literal juiciness that comes from me when I'm in this space? Mm-hmm. And Um, we've started diving into creativity throughout your cycle and the way that this like creative energy and life force shows up in the different ways that you can put that out into the world. So that's what it's really all about. Um, and I'm so excited about it. I love it. So they can go to your Instagram and sign up through your website. Yeah. Okay. And I also do human design readings, um, I do something called a human design soul dictionary and I'm a writer. Oh. So yeah, I'm like, if I write things, it just like sits with me so deeply. So basically if you are interested in your human design or knowing about that or having that blueprint, I write you a customized, extremely unique. It's usually like 50 to 60 pages. Cause I can't fucking wow. And it's every single detail of your chart um, that you can look back to at any time and kind of take as like your Bible, honestly. Beautiful. So they can find you where for that? So that's 
in the link link in bio at bio baby (laughs) samantha loose samantha underscore underscore lucy um on instagram and you also have a beautiful new poetry account which i I 10 out of 10 12 (laughs) out of 10 recommend yeah that's kind of like my virtual diary like i really do just like open the fucking app and like write and then like feverishly post and then close it (laughs) i don't really edit anything um and yeah, wild, it's called Wild Dove Poetry. And that's something, that's a theme that I really resonate with mm. is just this freedom and spreading your wings and flying and authenticity and being exactly who you are and kind of showing that to the world. And to me, that's what Wild Dove is. And it's this reclamation of yourself and what it means for you to be free in yourself, in your life, in how you express yourself. And that is what I always hope to empower people to do. Mm, Beautiful. Sam, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I know this will just resonate with so many listeners. And these, I mean, we could have millions of these conversations, but I know Mm -hmm. this one was so special and you just have such a heart for people around you and you really make people feel seen and loved and remind people of their magic. And more specifically, you are just incredible at touching women and reminding them with your voice and your words alone of their innate divine worth. And every time I hang up the phone with you, I feel connected back to my divine spirit again, my divine femininity. And that is something I just it's invaluable. And I, I'm truly so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ellie. I feel the same way about you. You have inspired me from the moment that I laid eyes on you. Like (laughs) we didn't even get into that story, but we were talking about this before we got on. When I saw Ellie, I was like, that bitch is going to be my friend. She has no choice. Like I am, and I don't usually feel that way. Like I'm very selective. (laughs) And I was like, she is fucking special and she <laughs> she is a force and that is what you've been and not only are you a force you're just somebody who lives so fully and claims so fully who you are that it inspires others to do the same and you are such a perfect example of somebody who listens to your soul and follows it relentlessly and you you are the embodiment of that wild dove energy and mm-hmm. just putting so much beauty and wisdom out into the world with your ancient ass soul <laughs> that's just back <laughs> and you. here to shine. And I'm so grateful. So grateful. You. Mm, love you so much. I love yeah. you so much. If you've arrived at the end of the episode, one, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you're on this journey. And two, if you're feeling called, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcast or share this episode with a friend or someone you love, that would be incredible. I hope you go into your day with empowered, authentic, and inspired energy today. We need you to show up in your full authenticity, and I really hope this conversation inspires you to do that. Sending you all of my love, and we'll see you for a new episode soon.